0: Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and their distributor, Essential Formulas. Improve your digestive health naturally with Dr. O'Hara's, now available on Amazon. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears.
1: And Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk Radio. That makes a difference. And uh, we hope that you're all doing well today and wanted to just uh, give you a little information about Conscious Talk Radio. For those of you that might be listening for the very first time, we are a five-day-a-week show, and we uh, talk about health and animals and the environment and relationships (laughs) and spirituality and all sorts of topics and we can talk about anything because we bring consciousness to those subjects
2: and really that's the point is that uh we talk about consciousness because that's the basis of everything we do and where we come from so how we approach any subject uh It depends on the consciousness behind it. And, you know, also on a practical level, uh, you know, we want to uh, tell you a little bit about our site because not only do we have archives for at least two years, but there's free podcasting. The podcast goes up a couple of hours after the live show. And, uh, you know, obviously that's available to any device and how to sign up for that because it's free is right there on the site. But also um, every guest has a guest page. And if you want to find out about those guests, you can put their name in the search engine. It'll take you to their page. It'll connect you with their websites. There'll be a little bio there and also a play button for any of the shows they've been on.
1: And we have information on the products uh, from the sponsors that come on our show and folks These are all time-tested products. We wouldn't bring them forward if we didn't believe in their efficacy and that we use them ourselves. Uh, We also have a Facebook page that we post a lot of very interesting things, and we stream live into 152 countries. So, um, you know, we're getting out there that way as well, which is available Um, So, you know, we are one of these shows that are bringing upliftment and empowerment and hopefully inspiration and information into your life.
2: So check out ConsciousTalk.net, and if you are outside of our broadcast area, it's the best way to get the show, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk, if we are going to save our Earth, and by extension of ourselves, we're going to need a new approach. Fortunately, there is one. We'll talk to Jennifer Barrett Listug, co-director of The Order of the Sacred Earth and co-author of Order of the Sacred Earth, An Intergenerational Vision of Love and Action.
1: They're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us, and on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time, and that listener is you.
2: Well, our special guest today is uh, part of a trio that put out a wonderful book called Order of the Sacred Earth, and that is Jennifer Barrett Listig. Now, Jennifer uh, is a Rites of Passage guide who recently became a mother, so... um, you know, everybody be kind. She's probably mm-hmm. tired. Um, but she's the co-director of Wild Awakening's Wilderness Wilderness Immersion Program. She also works in book publishing as a writing coach for authors and as a publicist. And she served for several years on the board at the Unity and Marin Spiritual Community, where she is a guest speaker. And she is the co-director of the Order of the Sacred Earth um, Jennifer, welcome to Conscious Talk.
3: Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you today.
1: Well, your compatriots, Matthew Fox and Skylar Wilson, the three of you put this book together. How did the three of you meet?
3: Mm, That's a fun question. So... Skyler and Matthew have been working together for, must be, seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. They met through Skyler's grad school program. He was getting his master's at the California Institute for Integral Studies,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and his advisor was Brian Flynn, a mutual friend. And at the kind of toward the end of his schooling, realized that he really, he was about to go out into the world with all these amazing ideas and visions, but needed a mentor. And he asked Brian if he knew anyone and Brian, good friends with Matthew, connected the two of them and they hit it off and um, Matthew really took Skylar under his wing and um, so Skylar started directing the Cosmic Mass. Are you familiar with Matthew's the, co- the Cosmic Mass? No. no. We just put one on at the Parliament of World Religions in Toronto this last weekend. It's an inter, uh, interfaith intercultural ritual that essentially breaks down the old structure of the Catholic
4: mass
3: and kind of reinvigorates it with art, music, dancing, videography. And so Skylar started directing it. And um, at the time I was working at a publishing company that uh, published a few of Matt's books. And I heard that this was going on and that they were looking for volunteers. So I showed up as a volunteer And really hit it off with the team and became really active with their community. Mm. And then, um, so that was how we all met. And um, a couple years later, Matthew and Skylar both had dreams about this new order. Mm. Um, Matthew will tell you his dream, um, it woke him up at 3 in the morning. And he dreamed in words, as he would. He's written something like 38 books. Wow. (laughs) And the words that he dreamed were, do it. Um, four exclamation marks in all capitals. And when he woke, he knew that the do it was referring to start an order, start mm-hmm. a spiritual order, not a religious order, mm-hmm. whose one vision is to um, invite people into being sacred, loving warriors on behalf of the planet.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. And
3: it turned out that Skylar had had a very similar dream, not in words, but a dream of a community that was um, connecting with the ancient horses of the planet and with ancestors and with elemental wisdom and had learned how to levitate (laughs) in his dream. This group of people was levitating over um, the golden gate bridge in the San Francisco Bay area. And uh, he knew that his dream was in alignment with Matthews to start this new community of people. Mm -hmm. And then I, when they both told me their dreams, I told them, well, I've been trying (laughs) I had been uh, very involved in a new thought spiritual community and noticed that there was, I was the only one of my generation there. And I was really trying to reach out to, I'm 29, so I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to reach out to other millennials. And what I found was that um, people my age were extremely interested in connecting in a deep way, in exploring philosophy and spirituality, in serving their communities. But they had no interest in being in a building that was called a church and, on, and getting together Sunday mornings, early in the morning to listen to a priest preach at them. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I started trying to branch out and create a spiritual community that was value driven, um, that had no dogma and no one teacher. And Um, So when I learned about this dream that the two had had about an order, I thought, well, I think this is it. I think this is what I'm trying to do. And maybe if the three of us come together, we can get some real traction around this. Mm -hmm. Because it turns out we have. Wow. Very,
1: very good story. I have a couple of
2: things to say about that. I mean, one is, um, you know, we're probably closer to Matthew's generation. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. we definitely are. Mm -hmm. Not probably. And um, we... Felt that way, the way that you feel, and many millennials a long time ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, where we uh, church for us is usually the woods, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, our nature. nature out okay. in the open, uh, and the idea of uh, kind of religious dogma uh, never really appealed to us. So, so here we are talking about consciousness and spirituality five days a week. Mm uh In a major city area as a drive time show, so there are other people out there having that levitation dream, apparently, because mm-hmm. that's always been one of mine <laughs> so Ooh, wow. so I wonder about this uh this idea of the of an order and and I remember when I first picked up the book to read it, I thought,, ah, you know this is going to be a little more religious, but right away in the first so many pages, you get it. That this is a different kind of order, so um, mm-hmm. look, we understand the Earth is in trouble, and by extension, so are we, or, or we mm-hmm. might say we're in trouble, and by extension, so is the earth um obviously mm-hmm. we've been what we've been doing isn't working, so mm-hmm. um why this approach? Why the idea of uh, order of the earth? I mean, what makes this approach different? Because we have tried other ways to save the earth.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Well, I think to start answering it, because I could probably go on forever and I'll try not to. Yeah. I want to talk about the, the title that we gave it, the name that we gave this movement that we're envisioning, Order of the Sacred Earth. So there are two words there that get a lot of feedback, both positive and negative, and a lot of questions. Um, the first one is the word sacred. And uh, the meaning of words is really important to me since I come from a publishing background and English major, um, and just because words tell our story and our story is how, how we create everything. Um, so the origin of the word sacred is really interesting. It right you know now we use it as an adjective to describe something precious, something beautiful. It used to be a past participle, which is the past form of a verb. So what I'm trying to say is it was an action word, Mm -hmm. and what sacred meant was to make something holy. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Then of course you need to unpack the word holy a little bit because now we have a lot of stigma around holiness. Like you two I'm hearing have a little bit of like allergic reaction to religion as I do too, Mm -hmm. and we often think of holy as Um, related to God, religion, Christianity. Of course, it does have that connotation now, but the word holy did exist pre-Christianity. And what holy meant was that which must be preserved or that which cannot be violated. Mm. So it's really interesting if you take the origins of those two words, what what we mean, what I mean when I say the sacred earth is, yes, naming it as a precious being, even something that, has divine qualities, if that's what you believe. But I also mean it as sort of a forward-thinking action word, as in the sacred earth—an earth that, in the future—and hopefully not the distant future—is being preserved, is not being transgressed or violated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's a that's a part of the angle of the order: why this order and why now? Yeah, that's that's a that... Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, well, then I just want to talk about the other word, order. And I, that word probably gets even more controversy than the word sacred. Um, what do we mean by order? And there is the religious connotation there, um, kind of only in history, in that there have been uh, so many orders throughout history, religious orders. Um, you know, the Benedictine, the Dominican, the Franciscan, those are all Catholic orders. But then there were non-Catholic and even non-Christian orders, Um Buddhism, Judaism, mm-hmm. um, Muslim, they all have orders that came about in a time when their religion was experiencing deep, even catastrophic corruption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this order now is addressing not any one religion, not even all religions, but it's addressing the deep, catastrophic corruption of our politics, our religions, our society. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and what these orders provided in those times was sociological, political, theological awakening. Well,
1: hold Isn't that awesome. thought. Hold that thought, Jennifer. We're going to jump off to sure. a quick break and we'll be right back.
5: Be proactive. Sure, you take your daily vitamins, but do you replenish the glutathione levels in your body as part of your long-term health strategy? Glutathione is our body's primary antioxidant. It is unique in its ability to repair and rebuild cellular damage caused by free radicals, exposure to environmental toxins, and the aging process. As we age, our levels decrease, making it important to continually boost our glutathione levels. Why is RegActive so groundbreaking and so important? Backed by over 20 years of published research, RegActive products contain ME3, a patented probiotic delivery system which carries glutathione past our stomach acids and into our bodies, stimulating our own body's production of glutathione. It's a paradigm-changing approach to health and anti-aging wellness. Join our family today. Our RegActive family of glutathione-producing supplements, liver and detox, cardio wellness, and immune and vitality. Be proactive. Choose Active, Available online and coming to find natural products retailers nationwide.
6: Hi, my name's John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watched several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learned what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy 1, and six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone, and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition.
7: With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, dot
0: If Power pH with Bio pH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA, Bio pH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just 5 days, Power pH reduced body acid 53% on average while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference.
8: Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. Talk radio with a purpose.
5: Alternative Talk 1150.
2: And welcome back. You're listening to Conscious Talk and we always like to remind you of our website, which is conscioustalk.net. And there is a lot there, especially for our guests. You know, every guest has a guest page and, uh, uh, you know you're mostly in your car you're driving to work or you're getting ready for work and we wouldn't want you to you know swerve off the road trying to write something down and no texting you know that rule so all you got to remember is conscious to find out the information you need i'm rob spears and i'm
1: brenda michaels and our very special guest today is jennifer barrett listig and the book that we're talking about is order of the sacred earth an intergenerational vision of love and action it's really um it's really a beautiful book jennifer i love the cover on the book i love the colors that you Mm. used and um, you were introducing us to the title of it and why you chose the words sacred and the meaning of sacred and order the meaning of order um you know, which, you know, you can just give us that one again, the meaning of order, and then we have a couple of questions around all of that.
3: Yeah, thank you. So as I was saying, um, one of the meanings of the word order is just referencing these historic religious orders that brought about um, sociological, political, theological awakenings in their times. And Matthew will often say, uh, we know that we need to transform our institutions, our religions, our politics. uh but we don't have time to do that. <laughs> in fact, I think the most recent report from the UN says we have something like 10 to 12 years to mm-hmm. turn ourselves around from this mess that we're in without causing some catastrophic damage. Mm-hmm. So you say he said, Matthew says that orders move much more quickly. And so order is referring um, in part to that, but it also has another meaning. And that's probably the meaning that we're all more familiar with, the idea of bringing order to. So the the subtitle of our book is an intergenerational vision of love and action Mm -hmm. and and so the the whole point of this order is to gather the activists who are doing the great work right now Mm. and bringing order to them um we are so right now we are so fragmented in our work toward Mm -hmm. creating a better world and Mm -hmm. you know i was even thinking we have that cliche pick your battle and that's very much what the culture of social activism is right now you know am i going to fight on behalf of systemic racism or saving the polar bears or, um, you know, converting everyone into vegetarianism, Mm -hmm. the reality is everyone who's working toward a better good is working toward the same goal, living in a more just and sustainable planet for all living beings. Mm -hmm. And so part of the vision of the order is to create a network of all of these people doing the good work, bringing order to these Seemingly disparate movements, so that together we might have more power and, and, and go further, much faster. As, as it's getting pretty clear, we need to do yeah.
1: right. And and Rob had a, a really interesting comment about the word sacred. Yeah,
2: uh, when you brought mm. up sacred, um, essentially talking about something that's unassailable. There are a couple of ways of looking at that that struck me when I was reading the mm. book. Uh, one is is that. In a prohibitive sense, this is something that should not be assailed. In other words, when we're talking mm-hmm. about the earth, we, you know, we should not be doing this, to <laughs> you our know, what earth. we're mm-hmm. doing to our earth. Mm-hmm. On the other side, <clears throat> you might look at it as wholly taking on this meaning that it's unassailable meaning you cannot assail it, it's too strong, mm. it's too, and mm-hmm. and I think that that is also um, part of the divide that we run into, because mm-hmm. there's a large group
3: Absolutely.
2: of people.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, I just came back from, as I said, this gathering, the Parliament of the World's Religions, an amazing gathering with 10,000 people, interfaith and no faith, and um, Matthew Fox was on a panel with David Corton, um, Jeremy Lent. John Cobb, authors and activists. And this, this idea came up and Matthew, um, I can't remember who he was quoting, but he said, you know, we are the first species in all of earth's history, this amazing history of life, um, to have the choice about whether or not we want to go extinct. Mm -hmm. You know, that's an amazing gift. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, but we have to choose it, don't we? Yes. And yes, it's true. The earth likely will bounce back from whatever we do to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a species, do we want to choose to continue in this beautiful web of life or are we going to choose our violent and destructive ways until this earth isn't livable to us anymore? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Jeremy also commented that, um, again, yes, maybe the earth is going to be fine. And the reality is the the way that we are living as a species right now is not sustainable. Um, You know, who knows how many species we're going to kill off before – we're not even be able to live here anymore. And so he kind of said, if we know what the end is, it's just a choice of landing softly, landing hard, or crash landing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, those, are the, those are the difficult choices that we humans are. Um, it's time for us to make.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and here's what is also fascinating, um, I feel, about this, Jennifer. And that is the part about taking action. Um, Mm -hmm. because we know that if we don't align everyone if we don't come together as those groups come together with you know common purposes and carry it out it won't happen but what Mm -hmm. if what if we came together to shift consciousness Mm -hmm. what if we all shifted enough of us shifted consciousness and and or in other words what if enough of us cleared out all these erroneous beliefs that we carry, all these stories Mm. that we talk about, that we make up, which is just in the mind. What if we cleaned Mm -hmm. them out and we were simply... What is right now in the Mm -hmm. moment, the reality, not the illusion that we've created here, because it's all illusion. Mm -hmm. It's from our imagination. Mm -hmm. We're thinking it up and then we're believing what we're thinking and then we're creating stories. What if we were able to shift our consciousness into that higher vibration of truth, then all of it would happen. I mean, it would happen, could happen in a blink of an eye instead of having to do the the Hard work is what people yeah. would think of well I, I guess well, I would I, I wanted I to say
2: something Jennifer about that yeah, because I what I, I would guess and what I got from reading your book is mm. that that's why a spiritual approach look at we've yes. taken all of these other approaches to, yes. uh, to uh, environmentalism, et cetera, like you said, and they're all splintered. I mean, we're very much in favor of saving our orcas. Yeah, you know, We know mm. that, but that's mm-hmm. just a tip of the iceberg, uh, of the, uh, iceberg so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I- is that exactly why this is more of a spiritual movement?
3: I would say it's equally a spiritual movement. If I only have a minute to tell someone what we're all about, I say we are bridging spirituality and activism and i think you're so right the shifting consciousness is the piece that has been missing for so long even in the 60s you know the revolution that was happening then um it didn't last because there wasn't a deep enough focus on individual shift in consciousness Mm -hmm. so what i see is that that essential step is one of many you know Mm -hmm. we know what we have to do in. uh in our institutions. We know that we have to change our energy consumption. We know all these very external ways that we need to change our world in order to keep us on, from the brink that 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius change in, um, in temperature on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you, uh, there's a poet who I love, David White, and he has a poem called Start Close In.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: it, um, It's start close in, don't take the second step or the third. Start with the first thing close in the step you don't want to take. Mm. And so I see that the first step before any of these external steps is that individual inner shift in consciousness. And yes, if we each could have that massive awakening, um, would make the, the it doesn't mean the rest of the steps are going to go away, but it would, it, we would be able to flow through them with ease and with yes. love and with compassion. And it wouldn't be this uphill struggle and yes. battle against one another. Right. Right. Uh,
2: yeah. right. There um, would be
3: complete grace
1: Involved yes. in it, and and it's and and then when you really think about it in those terms, Jennifer, the order of the sacred earth is really about sh- saving ourselves. Yeah. If we save yeah, course, ourselves, we and, the earth, yeah, then yeah. We, we then we <laughs> save right. everything.
2: Yeah, and, and look, yeah. Uh, uh, where a lot of people disconnect, Jennifer, is they don't want to give up what they consider. The essence of humanity, the fun stuff that they're doing on this planet, like, yeah. mm-hmm. a- and I remember when we bought our first Prius, you know, when the first the Prius came out, mm-hmm. and, and driving down the freeway next to another Prius, and at the time they were fairly rare, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, a- and the guy rolled down his window and said how many miles are you getting, you know, (laughs) and, (laughs) and so what you get is that, Hey, you could still have this, you know, fun competition. You can do all those kind of human things, but the shift in consciousness would be instead of like how much power, how fast can you go? It's like, how much fuel can you save? What good can you do for the planet? That's on the practical day to day level. Uh, where this has to exist.
3: Yeah, Vandana Shiva says... Uh as long as as a, a global population as long as we are measuring success on how many resources we use of the earth and how quickly which is basically what it means to make money and be mm-hmm. profitable right. we will not turn around mm-hmm. and that goes for climate change but it also goes for social justice yes. if that's the way that we're measuring success we are always going to be pitted against one another you know grabbing for whatever resources we can without sharing sharing the wealth and sharing the love and, and she says which i think we all intuitively know um we've got to turn our attention toward our heart yes. and toward our compassion and sharing that with one another yes Who and i don't really know are. if you know this but um, well hold that thought that... jennifer hold that thought mm-hmm. you can
1: share this in the next segment we're going to take a quick break where was it jennifer Great. um barrett listig the order of the sacred earth is a book we'll be right back
0: And to order, go to powersofph.com.
6: That's powersofph.com. health retailers. If you're on a journey from head to heart, then you're listening to Conscious Talk.
7: There are three factors that determine the rate at which your body will repair itself. One is the amount of growth factors in your system. Two is the amount and quality of complete proteins in your diet. And three is the health of your liver. After age 28, your ability to repair declines by 10% each passing decade. So by age 40, it has declined by 12%, by age 50, 22%, and by age 70, it has declined 42%. Advances in nutritional science enable you to overcome this rate of deterioration. Synergy One is a powerful product that activates your body's ability to repair. Within one month of usage, 96% of people report that they sleep better, have more energy, a better mood, need less food, and feel stronger. Many people have reported back, joint, and muscle pain going away. Women have reported hot flashes going away, and both genders have reported losses of body fat and a return of their sex drives. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit sgn80.com. That's sgn80.com.
9: Would you like to have a better flow of money in your life? Or would you like more inspiration and creative ideas? How about having your body return to its natural, healthy size and condition? Why not travel to the realm of the masters? You can do all of these while enjoying a relaxing, powerful guided meditative journey designed and led by me, Krista Gibson, publisher of New Spirit Journal. Guided meditative journeys can be a very powerful and effective way to improve your life. That's an oasis for your soul.com.
5: Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150.
1: And welcome back, folks. Thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And we're having a great discussion today with Jennifer Barrett Listig. And we're talking about her book that she wrote with Matthew Fox and Skylar Wilson order of the sacred earth. It's an intergenerational vision of love and action.
2: And uh, Jennifer, you can tell that we're actually pretty excited about this book because we keep talking over you. We we have so many <laughs> things. That, we mm-hmm. have so many things we want to say and get out, but we want everybody to buy the book uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so the website for doing that one
1: is you... orderofthesacredearth.org. Right. That's orderofthesacredearth.org. So you were just about to expound on another um uh, idea here with us, Jennifer, and we had to cut you off and go to a break. So what were you saying?
3: Yeah, I was talking about Vindana Shiva and how she says that as long as we're measuring success by uh, how much profit we make, which means how many resources of the earth we're using, nothing's ever going to change. And mm-hmm. she says, we have to turn our backs to the rule of money and turn our love to the earth and community. Mm-hmm. And I just recently learned that Teton is setting the way for this new Kind of paradigm this paradigm shift because they measure um national growth happiness right. rather mm-hmm, than profit mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it's measured by how holistically well people are doing and feeling um and that's just what a beautiful vision if only yes. we could all um, yeah. change our focus from profit to wellness well
1: if there is one fundamental fundamental structure that i believe needs to be completely shifted is our economic structure. It drives Mm -hmm. this. It drives destruction. Mm -hmm. It drives separation. It drives Mm -hmm. competition. So as long as we have this particular structure, it's going to be a, a very big challenge to shift the rest of it. So if we were looking at maybe shifting this, the consciousness of this, how much good mm-hmm. could we do?
2: That's exactly what she was saying, is that we can yes. organize, you know, we could be perfectly happy by organizing around something else. Mm-hmm. We could organize around saving the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even if we were dealing, continued in the interim to deal with money, mm-hmm. the exchange so would be is, about a different value.
3: And it's a really interesting point, And it, it sort of goes back to what we were talking about in the last segment. Um, one of the things we talk about in the book And this book, by the way, is full of essays. Matthew and Skyler and I wrote the first half. We each had essays. And then we asked many of our friends, colleagues um, to comment on it. And so there's another dozen essays. And something that almost everyone touched on was that all of these issues, pick the economy, pick any one of them, they actually come from the same underlying problem Mm -hmm. or even a disease, Mm -hmm. a disease. And that disease is our lack of sense of the sacred. And that goes back to what I Mm -hmm. was um, originally speaking about. Mm -hmm. When we don't experience the earth as a being that gives us life, that sustains us, that is a part of us, the way that our brother and sister and father and mother is, we have no inner motive to work on her behalf. Right, and but, again, that goes back to what you were saying, Brenda, about the, the shift in consciousness is the first shift. Mm-hmm. Even before we revolutionize our economy, though, absolutely, that needs to be one of the first things to change. We have to we have to heal from this disease of no longer feeling the sacredness of other life, of humans, of animals, of the trees, of the earth as a whole. Right, um, and and
1: to me, that boils down to Jennifer that we have to recognize our own sacredness. Yes. We have to recognize that within ourselves yes. we have to hold ourselves as precious sacred holy beings. That's the real shift in consciousness. And when we do that, everything else is going to shift. It has to it it, because we are holding ourselves there. And that's really who we are. Our essential nature is love. It is precious. It is sacred. It is holy. We've just forgotten who we are and covered it up with all these imaginings of the mind. And then making stories up and putting beliefs into it, and therefore we have forgotten who we truly, truly are.
2: Yeah, it, we need a new story, as yeah. they say, and, and that's kind of what... We need uh, the truth. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's why this idea of a new order is, is perfect. Well, uh, we are here with Jennifer Barrett Listug, and we are talking about a wonderful book called Order of the Sacred Earth. It's an intergenerational vision of love and action
0: is conscious
6: talk, where zero point is the point of it all. America, we've got your back for immune health this season.
5: you came to the right place alternative talk 1150 and we are back and you are listening to
2: conscious talk and uh, I want to remind you uh, all of our authors uh, and all of our guests on the show uh, have a guest page and you can find out all the information you need about them how to click through to Amazon for their books how to connect with their websites and find out more information and to follow-through, because that's really what Conscious Talk is all about. It's about empowerment. It's about giving you resources that may not necessarily be in the mainstream, but we believe really should be. I'm Rob Spear. And
1: I'm Brenda Michaels, and we're here with our very special guest, Jennifer Barrett Listig, <laughs> and the book uh, yes, Order of the Sacred Earth. And I made a comment before we went to break, Jennifer, and I'm just going to quickly uh, reiterate it, and I'd love to have your comment about it. And we were talking mm-hmm. about uh, shifting consciousness, and we really have to shift to the inner truth, to the absolute truth, the absolute reality on the planet and get out of illusion, this illusion that we are less than, that we lack, that we are not God presence. We are, we are all God presence. And as an essential being, we are love. And if we realized that, understood it, embraced it and lived it, everything
3: else would shift. And I just love that you said that we need to recognize that within ourselves. We need mm-hmm. to recognize our own sacredness mm-hmm. and the love that is our nature. That's that. It's such an amazing, simple, um, point that it's actually like, we don't even need a huge revolution, right? There's, right. There's, the truth isn't changing. Mm. The truth is there. Yes. We are born of and nurtured by a living earth. The essence of this entire universe is creation and love. Mm hmm we already know this it's in our ourselves it's in in the memory of our bodies when we come into this earth all that we need to do is to remember yes. or recognize or reawaken mm-hmm. to all of that yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it's just so so valuable to remember how simple that is yeah and
1: and that's part of the challenge is is, is in its simplicity people think that it's way too simple, and I can't just think that about myself and everything is going to go away, and that's true. You have to strip down all those beliefs, all the wounding, everything that you're carrying that is not the truth of who you are so that you can be that truth. Otherwise, you're thinking it and pretending it, but you're not embodying it, and we need to embody our truth.
2: Yeah, I like to think of it actually as the counter-revolution. Um, the revolution was already lost and and here we are mm. stuck in the illusion then and, and and doing all of those things that aren't who we really are at our core and so this is the shift in consciousness is actually the counter revolution if it helps you to think about that that way but look I love that. here's I love the that. thing of mm-hmm. uh, jennifer what powers this and and this is and, mm-hmm. and and it's something that's very powerful and very simple that we have all forgotten about and in the book, you lay it out as a vow. So mm-hmm. talk about vows.
3: That's right. So the one thing that we ask of people if they are interested in joining the order, the only requirement to join the order is that you take the vow. And and this is how it goes. I vow to be the best lover and defender of the earth I can be. And I want to read you a quote that I used in my essay, from W.H. Murray, although I think it's often misattributed to Goethe. Um, and it's about the power of making that level of commitment. So this was, um, W.H. Murray was a mountaineer in the 19th century, and he, uh, he was Scottish and he climbed the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. And he said this, until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. And here's that truth. That the moment one definitely commits itself, oneself, then providence moves too. Mm-hmm. And so what he's speaking to there is a little bit in the realm of the esoteric. But what he's saying is when we make that commitment, if I make the commitment to love and defend the earth in a real way, in a deep way, in a ritual, in a way that's meaningful to myself, life is going to open up to me in unimaginable ways. Mm -hmm. Opportunities, connections, the very tools that I need to do the work that I want to do to make the world livable and a a just and sustainable place are going to come into me effortlessly. Uh, It's it's beautiful and powerful to feel that by making that level of commitment, then we get to his surrender. Yeah. Then it's not 100% on us. Then providence moves. We open up to energies that are not only our own. Yeah.
2: Yes. And it's part of, uh, it, it goes right in parallel with what you said at the beginning of the hour about we are the only species that actually has a choice about mm-hmm. whether we uh, go extinct or not. And, and that's where this power Uh, intersects with what we're talking about and what's in the book and, and what the order of the sacred earth is all about.
1: And I have to tell you, Jennifer, it's one of my favorite quotes. And I have mm. it written down in several places in several files that I've had over the years. Yeah. And I actually used that quote as a springboard, if you will, when I was going through the healing process from cancer and oh. deciding not to heal, not to not to do conventional, uh, you know, in, in. With the conventional treatment, yeah. yeah treatment, but to step away and go inward and find out what the dis-ease, creating the mm-hmm. disease was all about for me, and I used mm-hmm. that that commitment that particular quote as the commitment the vow I made to myself, and that was 28 mm-hmm. years ago, um, and I was given wow. about a year to live.
3: So uh, that, those things that is a perfect example. It is, and it, you know what we need we need that level of help we need that alternative form of help that comes from the mystery that which we can't name or see yes um it's you know that's such an interesting example talking about being diagnosed with cancer and feeling like this is it this is the end of everything Mm -hmm. in my in my life story Mm -hmm. that's not unlike where we are now as a whole um particularly for those who really believe what's going on with our planet right now and with the climate uh, there's, I don't know if you experienced this too, but and I felt it a lot at the conference that we were just at, the Parliament of World Religions. There's, there's this like sort of hovering, wet, heavy cloud of despair over us, over the hopeful people, over the activists. Yes. Um. And and Matthew will often quote Thomas Aquinas, who says that despair is the most dangerous of all sins. Mm-hmm. Um he's uh, because when you're in despair you cannot care about yourself right and therefore you cannot care about anything else or anyone else and um because it is so dire right now because we need to do so much work uh that oh are you still there yeah yeah Yeah, we're We're listening listening intently um the despair can be absolutely oh i'm so sorry it well it's paralyzing off, it's just, yeah i think it's really distracting me. yeah that's
1: okay it's very paralyzing but i also feel that despair is a lie yeah. that we lie to ourselves they really truly we are immortal beings we are god presence if we simply remember that and do what needs to be done to live it, to give ourselves permission to be it, then despair does not exist. It is a lack of faith in who we really are.
2: Yeah, and I think we just saw uh, this demonstrated, Jennifer, uh, in the election. You you have a number of new people who, rather than despairing, just decided to put themselves out there. And I'm Mm -hmm. talking about women in particular uh, who -hmm. had been disenfranchised to such an extent that... You could say, oh, you deserve to despair. But no, mm-hmm. they didn't. They stuck themselves out there. They're a courage, a certain courage that lives within us uh, will come forward if you will, will allow it. And, you know, the universe will reward you for that. Absolutely. And it's important that our voices get out there.
1: And be assured, right. Jennifer, that we've taken the vow. We have taken the vow. We, we take have. this. Oh, yes. And we and, have. And
3: did you feel how that? shifted your whole life orientation oh, oh yeah
1: we've taken that vow in different words for 30 some years yeah. believe it or not mm-hmm. so we're there with you so there with you so appreciative
3: yes. if, i wanted to add that joanna macy um tells us to embrace our despair and go deeply into it because it's a it's actually a guidepost showing us exactly yes what is wrong mm-hmm. and where we can move forward Wise and again, words. that's where the, the power of the vow comes in, is when we're in those moments where we feel like we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we're so tired, and we can't go on, um, we can fall back and surrender into this whole network, this whole system, and these unnameable energies that are actually there urging us and... and uh, for us and supporting
1: yeah. us. Yeah. Well, folks,
2: well, the name of the book is Order of the Sacred Earth An Intergenerational Vision of Love and Action. You can go to orderofthesacredearth.org for more information.
1: Jennifer, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the beautiful work you're doing. So appreciated. Mm. And, folks, thank you. Have a beautiful day. And we'll see all of you next time right here on Conscious Talk. <laughs>
0: Or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of energetic balancing.
6: You're listening to Conscious Sock where everything that happens to you transforms into everything is for you.